Canada will change how it counts non-permanent residents. The news comes today from Stats Canada after an economist said the current methodology may have overlooked, get this, about a million foreign students and other workers. The decision comes amid a debate in this country, of course, on housing affordability. And some of it, of course, is blamed on an increase in migrants and international students, which, of course, is fueling demand for homes just as rising costs have slowed construction. Uh, Yesterday, CIBC Capital Markets economist Benjamin Tall said the argument for any such limits would be even more pressing if the government had the real figures. Now, Stats Canada said it stood by its figures, but added that it will publish new, more detailed data on non-permanent residents next month using a revised methodology. Uh, Just to give you a context in regards to how many international students we have in our country, in 2022, nearly one in 48 people in Canada were international students uh, here on a study permanent. And of course, you, you just have to go to some of the suburbs or in Vancouver itself and see how many of them are working uh, in, in different jobs while going to school as well. But we've invited all these folks, but where do they live? Well, joining me now to talk a little bit about the issue is Ron Butler. He is a mortgage broker at Butler Mortgages and a longtime guest on this show. We love having him on. Ron, thank you for joining us today. No, thanks for having me. Yeah, well, lots to talk about. How did we get into this mess in your mind? Well, it's an interesting bunch of uh, governmental mumbo-jumbo that you run into all the time. The provinces effectively have a carte blanche. If they have uh, issued uh, requests for student visas, they just get them. So if they recruit as many as they want, as as much as you can, if you fill them up, uh, if unfortunately some for-profit operations got involved in that as well, uh, the government doesn't pay attention. The federal government who issues the visa will just issue the visa at the educational institution's request. So even though the feds are saying, oh, look, it's a provincial problem, but once again, you can't pretend you don't have any oversight. You can't pretend that uh, we're just going to let as many people in as humanly possible. If you think about it, if we had this, if the same number of, of students showed up in the States, foreign students showed up in the USA, there'd be like 7 million of them. I mean, uh, the, the Americans hmm. wouldn't even dream of that ever happening. So it is definitely different here. Mm-hmm. And it's a real uh, impact on our, our whole housing situation. So what are, what are you seeing? And you, you live in Ontario. What are you seeing there? Well, the, the most important thing to remember is the victims here. The true victims are the students. You know, we've had situations where we've uncovered uh, nine students in an unfinished basement with the only partitions being uh, curtains hung on cords, and they got a futon on the floor, and that their room is a curtained-off area. Uh, there's nine of them there, and uh, the landlord's charging $850 for unfinished basements with a washroom in one corner and a microwave in the other. That is, uh, I mean... <laughs> We all know this is happening. You see actually a lot of private institutions as well. Uh, I would argue that they're basically diploma mills more than anything. We invite these students to come to this country. And it seems we, first of all, don't even provide appropriate housing. But it's also just we're milking them dry in regard to some of these degrees that we're offering. I'm not talking about our public institutions, but even some of these private schools that they've set up. Well, it's absolutely true. These are heavily recruited in-home countries. And quite frankly, I don't think we have any any real idea of what's being told to these people. Certainly, if you told them that uh, there was no space for them to sleep in a, a country that can get kind of cold and wet in the, in the winter, I don't think they would all have jumped at the chance uh, because that's effectively what we're doing. You see a certain amount of recruitment of people 
who have no clue what they're coming into. And that's just out of line. Now, uh, the Canadian Mortgage and Housing Corporation, CMHC, says the country has to build over 800,000 units a year. Uh, last year, we built 260,000. Uh, the numbers just don't add up. Where are we headed in your mind, within the context, of course, as well, with um, the, uh, the Bank of Canada potentially raising rates again next week? We don't know. But it's having a huge impact in regards to even just companies wanting to build houses and new housing. Where do you think we're headed in all of this? Well, you made the great point that increasing financing costs is actually going to cause fewer homes to be built next year than this year. That's actually going to happen because of the high interest rates for uh, development financing and for building financing. So we're going to have, we're not going to hit even the previous year's numbers. We're never going to hit CMHC's numbers. But again, it often comes down to problems in government. For instance, CMHC is an excellent program uh, of building and financing um, uh, purpose-built rental properties. This is free enterprise building uh, a rental unit, like a multifamily unit. Uh, right now, they are 10 months behind on approvals. They, they, don't, they don't have enough people to work on the files at CMHC. Hmm. That's a fact. That's an absolute fact. It's, uh, it's, it's unbelievable, but it's true. The thing we need the most, which is purpose-built rental properties, are 10 months behind on just getting the CMHC approval. Uh, what do we do with international students? I mean, we do need uh, immigrants to this country. Uh, and generally, when people do come and study here, uh, they stay here. But are we going to have to dramatically just cut back on the amount of international students we're letting into this country? It's 800,000 a year, uh, and we're, we're in the midst of a housing crisis. Is, is this going to mean we just start saying no? Well, let's talk about the real, real problem behind this. Our own Canadian students, our, the, the people who are local, their tuitions are being heavily, heavily subsidized by the extremely high tuition costs of the international students. Mm-hmm. If we were to dramatically cut back on international students, either the provincial governments would start running even bigger deficits on education, or more likely the fees for, can, for Canadian students, for people who are living here right now, would have to go up substantially. So we've boxed ourselves into this incredibly strange place where our universities, if they didn't have this massive number of international students, they would have to probably raise fees for the Canadian students. Hmm. So we have got a planning failure of epic proportions. Uh, let's go back to the broader issue of the Bank of Canada for a second. Uh, I know it's it's an impossible uh, to answer this. No one knows until we know. But do you think the Bank of Canada is looking at the sentiment from Canadians? Our, our premier today, David Eby, has fired off a letter to the Bank of Canada saying, hey, this is having a significant in- impact on people's lives. You should really be rethinking any sort of increase moving forward. Uh, do you think the Bank of Canada is is hearing that message? Well, the bank has consistently indicated that they feel sorry for what's happening, but they will not change their position, much in the same way as the uh, Fed chairman of the state, Jerome Powell, said, no, he will not change his position no matter what happens in the economy. I, don't, I'm not, I think the market is pricing in about a 35% chance for an increase next week, but it's also pricing in an 80% chance for a Bank of Canada increase prior to the end of this year. So that's very meaningful. I mean, we're starting to see more than ever before, more than all of last year, 
we're starting to see some cracks in, in mortgage borrowers' abilities to make payments. Mm. Ron, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Glad to be here.